What's good, everybody, and welcome back to Just Talking Sports. I'm your host, JT Noah, and with me today, I have a special guest. Uh, what's up, guys? Seth Wansing here. How you guys doing today? <laughs> me and him go back to high school. I mean, we go back to grade school, elementary. We played football together as a youth, and we grew up in high school. He played football. I was the, the football manager since I couldn't play. And then we had our own podcast last year called The Timeout. Yes, sir. <clears throat> On today's schedule, we're going to do some high school football. The districts are coming up. Playoffs are here. Big time of the year. Oh, big time of the year here in Missouri. Then we're going to move to NFL and our picks. He'll have some picks. I'll have some picks. And then we'll end it with some college football. Huge LSU fan is Seth. Number one, baby. <laughs> Number one on the country. So he'll have a lot to say about this upcoming uh, game against Alabama in two weeks. But let's dive right in to the high school football. 810 Varsity dropped their top 25 high school football teams here in the Metro, Kansas and Missouri side combined. And it goes by this. First is Liberty North Eagles, obviously. They're 9-0, Class 6, District 4. Crushing everybody. They're, I mean, solid wins all over the board. I mean, they're in with Ray Peck right now, so that's going to be tough for Ray Peck to get by. Then number two is St. Thomas Aquinas, which is on the Kansas City side. They're undefeated as well. They've also beat Bishop Meage, so that's a huge win for them. Mm-hmm. Bishop's really hard to beat. Oh, yeah. I mean, whenever you can go into Bishop Meage and win a football game, home or away, Play Bishop Meage and beat them. That that's yeah, that's incredible. I mean, Bishop Meage's only other losses to St. James Academy, which was yeah. a huge stunner exactly. to everyone. And then number three is Raymore Peculiar, aka Ray Peck Panthers, which is where we went to high school. Yeah. And honestly, I'm surprised they're this high on eight ten varsity. You know, I I'm not really surprised that they're that high. Um, not to show any personal bias here, but the turnaround that they've had this year, the what the style oh, yeah. of football they're playing. Ray Peck can do it through the air. They can score quickly. They can do it just like that. But I think that what separates them apart from a lot of the other playoff teams is that Ray Peck can slow the game down. Oh, yeah. With Gabe Shanklin and Luke Grimm, they can go fast or they can pound you with that running game and really wear that clock down. So in a tough game, say they get past this first round and they get to uh, they get to Park Hill, which I think Park Hill is going to win next week, this weekend. Um I think that if it's a close game against Park Hill, they can really slow the game down and, and beat Park Hill just by running the football. Yeah, I was honestly just surprised by 8-10 varsity having Ray Peck at a 3 and then Park Hill at the 6 just because they always talk so low on Ray Peck and so high on Park Hill. And the difference with Park Hill and Ray Peck this year is they both got solid defenses, but one offense can move the ball better than the other offense in the one game they did play against each other it was just a bad game by conrad the quarterback for ray peck where he had two he had three turnovers and it really just solidified the game for park hill who didn't even score an offensive point that whole game well i i do agree with that um you can you can put it on conrad but then again conrad's had an amazing season he's really flipped around from the second half of last year when he had to come in and play for grant miller um and I think, like we said, it's two really changed-around defenses. Just tough, oh, physical God, yeah. defensive lines. Good defensive back coverage. Um, their linebackers flow the football well. When Martin or, or uh, Park Hill's uh, oh. defensive coordinator dials up a yeah. blitz, it's there. Those linebackers execute it to a T. And I think, just, I think that was just a good defensive football game, and you're going to have those. And I think... You can put that loss on Conrad, but I, I don't want to, and I don't think people should because um, I, I it was just a defensive football game, and I know you weren't, but I'm, I've 
heard skeptics about Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there was some key turnovers in that game that happened. Uh, he threw an interception down in the red zone, which was returned for a touchdown, which was huge for Park Hill to get the lead. And then, so I just, it's going to be iffy. I can't wait for the rematch, even though it's going to be back. It's going to be at Park Hill this time. And it's going to be another really good defensive match. And I really think whoever wins that game is going to give Liberty North a run for their money. Oh, for, for cer- certainly. Um, I, I have Ray Peck beating Lee Summit North pretty handily um, tomorrow night. I The first game was just Ray Peck out-physical Lee Summit North, and they scored the ball quick quickly. They get And Ray Peck does a great job of getting their football to the weapons on the field. Luke Grimm, Gabe Shanklin. Almost every other player, every play, they are touching the football and they are making great plays. I think Luke Grimm should be in the talk for Simone Award. Oh, yeah. Um, for certain. Um, KU's getting a hell of a football <laughs> player in Luke Grimm. They really are. Um, I also think, just going back to the thing, the growth of Conrad Holly this year. Um, just the turnaround from last year. Conrad played good last year. Um, not bashing him about last year. He got thrown into the Wolves as a sophomore. Midway through the season, um, but just his growth and his arm strength, and the way he has just improved his all-around game, being able to read defenses, feeling more comfortable, getting people in the right place, being more of a leader at the quarterback position. I look to look for Conrad Halley to finish strong in the playoffs and be one of the top quarterbacks in Missouri next year. Oh, definitely. And going back to right back, it's not just their offense. Their defense is such powered with seniors on that team. you got Graham Sutherland. You have, uh, not Shanklin, but you have uh, Gerald on the team on a defensive end. Then you have younger players like Ethan George, and uh, he's stepping up big. You have Gunnar Griffin out there, too. So, I mean, the, the main defense right now, I think, is Graham Sutherland, that middle linebacker. He's been calling those plays. He's getting that team out there, getting them into position, and that man can hit somebody. Um. I definitely agree. Graham Sutherland is a great linebacker. Um, Red Peck's defensive line has been outstanding this year. And it's it's depth. Red Peck has a lot of depth this year. There's a lot of sophomores playing. And the juniors and seniors are mixing well with those sophomores, getting those sophomores involved. And those sophomores are learning from them, and that's always key. Um, I think another forgotten piece in that linebacking core that doesn't get a lot of credit is Jackson Hilsebeck. Oh, yeah. Jackson Hilsebeck is a great linebacker. He flows the football well. He can scrape. He can stop the run. And they've also um, moved him back to safety oh, a couple yes. plays I mean, in he, games. He can play safety. He can play coverage. He kind of reminds me of a little bit of a Tyron Matthew type <laughs> guy. Um, not quite the athlete yet. Jackson's a hell of an athlete, but, I mean, obviously Tyron Matthew's a pro football player. <laughs> but um, Jackson's very versatile. He can play the slot. He can play nickel. He can play linebacker. He can play free safety. He can do a lot of things in that defense, and I think that's a key piece that a lot of people overlooked this year. Yeah. Well, with Ray Peck, they have so, there's so much depth. There's usually a lot of depth. It's just the depth isn't as good as the starters has been in the past. With this year, you have a lot of depth who can play well. So you have all these young players coming in with fresh legs who can get out there and play and play physical, and which has helped really Coach Cruz have a really good team this year. Of course. And I think he should be in the talk for Coach of the Year because he's made a huge impact on the way they've turned around. They had, what, two wins? We had two wins last year. It's three. Cr- three. Sorry, my bad. We had three wins last yeah. year. That was, it was really sad. We were the last seed, and we had to play the Summit North going into last year's playoffs. This year we're playing them again, but it's at our place, exactly. and we're ready for it. That's another thing. I think Raypex is going to come out with a lot of motivation. Lee Summit North ended our year last year. Ray Pegg and Tom Cruise don't want that happening twice. 
Um, expect a big night from Conrad Hawley. I think Gabe Shanklin's going to be a big factor, and Luke Grimm, my goodness. Um, he's going to be all over the place. <laughs> They're going to get Luke to football. Um, I think he's a mismatch on any corner on that Lee Summit North defense, yep. just watching a little bit of that film from last game before coming on the podcast. I think um, – and not and I think Rapex defense is really going to show out oh, tomorrow yeah. night. Um, they did and they did in the first game um, at least Summit North. They played with a lot of grit and they really just up front out physical Lee Summit North. They were Lee Summit North was really overpowered up front. Um, I think that's where the defensive line really showed their depth. Um, I don't think Lee Summit North has the weapons. I think Rapex Corners win those battles outside. I think their safeties win those battles. I think Rapex just has Lee Summit North a little overmatched um, at every spot. Just overpowers Lee Summit North a little bit. Um, and just throw in that Rapex student section, one of the best in the state. Home playoff game for the first time in two years. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I think Rapex wins by at least two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, well, isn't Lee Summit North the same as they were last year? Well, they could be, but Rapex is more better than they were last year. Think Lee about Summit it. North also lost a lot of key pieces oh, and yeah. a lot of key spots. Lee Summit North, expect Lee Summit North to be right back where they were uh, last year, here in a, a year or two. Yeah, they were just so fast last year. They weren't as they didn't need to play the physical game like yeah. they need to this year. You, last year, they could have Christian Carter outside. You could put Ontario Russell out there. Um, they just don't have that Christian Carter or Ontario Russell, that game breaker. Another thing, I think... The thing that's also, I think the thing that will spark Rapex plug early is special teams. They made some key plays on special teams this year. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom Cruise always pe- preaches three the three phases of the game. You have to be great in all those to win a football game. Rapex is going to come out and with their same old motto of play hard for 48 minutes, and I think they'll dominate for 48 minutes tomorrow. Well, yeah. So moving on to the Class 6 District 4 tournament. It starts this week as we've been talking about. We already know who we're picking for the Ray Pack. This is Lee Summit North. We've said it a couple times already in the podcast. But who do you have winning against the Liberty North Lee Summit West game? Oh, ah, oh. Lee Summit West already lost to Liberty North early in the year. That is going to be a fantastic football game. Um, I got Liberty North. Liberty North is battle tested. Um, they've ran everybody. I think Ray Peck and Liberty North are on a clash, are on a clash, um, headway clash for the district championship. Um, I, I got I got Liberty North in that football game by a touchdown. Um, I think they'll make more plays in the end. I think Liberty North's defense will also get that stop at the end of the football game. See, with the game Liberty North versus Lee Summit West, as I was watching the Lee Summit West versus Ray Peck game last week, it was showing in the second half that the way that Ray Peck was getting beat on defense was with the read option or the option pass out. And so with Lee Summit West, I feel like they're going to run the more option way, read option with their quarterback to get him out in space. I just don't think it's going to be enough to beat Liberty North at all. I think Liberty North will win probably by at least 10 points. So Don't sleep on Lee Summit West. So Lee Summit oh, yeah. West is always a strong contender when it comes to late October, early November. Yeah, don't think this is going there. to be a blowout this game. This is not, not going to be a typical Liberty North dub that they've had this year. Expect this to be a really close, great football game. Yeah. And now moving on to the four seed versus the five seed. You have Rockhurst versus Lee Summit. Lee Summit. Who do you have? I want to have Lee Summit as my sleeper pick, but I can't. 
Um, just I think even though um, Lee Summits had a great year, a good rebound from last year, um, not a well, I can't call it a great year, but a, a a really great rebound from last year. They were atrocious last year. Um, I I want to pick Rockers because first officer coach's final season, legendary coach up there. Oh yeah. Rockers. Um, and I think there'll be a lot of motivation, and Rockers is a full, probably one of their lowest seeds in a long while, long long time since they've been a, anything lower than the three seed. Um, I think Rockhurst, with their athletes and really running the football and pounding it and stuffing it down Lee Summit's throat, is going to win this football game. Yeah, I also have Rockhurst winning this game. Um, I don't think Lee Summit has got the manpower to stop Rockhurst with their run and pound game. And I think it's going to be a great game when Liberty North and Rockhurst meet up in the next round. Oh, great, great football game. Because I have Rockhurst as my sleeper pick to make it to the – the semifinals and beat Liberty North in two weeks. Uh, I I'd say this. I mean, it's hard to think of Rock. Well, yeah, as it's a sleeper pick. But as is their seed, yeah, I should say. Yeah, their seed. seed. I know. I, I was just saying, it, Rockhurst really hasn't been in this position. Um, obviously, they lost a lot of key guys last year. Yeah. Had a lot of guys graduate. Um, and they're always playing a tougher. I I just think that Ray Peck and Liberty North are on a collision course. In about three weeks here to play each other. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the game, will they decide if Ray Peck is playing at home or away in two weeks? Park Hill versus Liberty. Watch out for Liberty. That's what I'm Liberty saying. Liberty is Liberty's a already good, beat Park Hill. Good football team. Park Hill's been kind of eh, eh. They've just been they loading had, with their defense like the Patriots um, have in the NFL. You just, Park Hill's really been running that defense. Don't be surprised if Liberty wins this football game, but I'm going to pick Park Hill because they do have one of the baddest, meanest <laughs> defenses in yeah. the state. Um, got some great, great linebackers for that football yeah. team. I got Park Hill in that football yeah. game. Like I say, if I was being biased on this podcast, which I'm not, I would have picked Liberty to win this game. I want to see Liberty win. I don't think it'll happen. Park Hill's going to win, I say, maybe by three to six points. It's not going to be double-digit win. Uh, if Liberty does win, congratulations. I'm happy for you, Liberty. You get to come to Ray Peck in two weeks. Watch out for Liberty, though. Yeah. Liberty's a really good football team, and they can score some points. So if they can kind of break the rock, break the cement mm-hmm. around, and kind of break that bond that that Park Hill defense has around people, yeah, I Liberty, Liberty is, can win that football Liberty played Liberty uh, plays like Staley does, and Staley beat. Park Hill two weeks ago, so it could be it's going to be a great matchup, mm-hmm. and all these matchups are going to be great up until the state finals, oh, yeah. and it's going to be great to watch high school football. We love it here in Missouri. So let's move on to NFL. NFL picks this week. We start with tonight's game. We have the 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Who do you have winning? Arizona Cardinals. You do? Arizona See? Cardinals. Oh, I was, I, was, I, was, I was skeptical about taking I, this. I, I think the 49ers are kind of riding too high on mm-hmm. cloud nine. I really do. Their defense, obviously, is the phenomenal. Bosa, Buckner, oh that God. defensive line. D Ford's playing out of it's, his mind. D Ford's playing great football. But Kyler Murray in that Arizona offense, it's going to be... Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to put up a 40 spot this week, I think. I think that Cliff Caring. Cliff Kingsbury's offense, they're starting to pick up steam with that. They're starting to put more points mm-hmm. on the board with it. And it's a the air raid offense and with mixed in with RPOs has never been in the NFL before. I think that Arizona comes out and stuns and ends 
San Francisco's under. As much as I want to take Arizona with this pick, I'm not taking Arizona. And the key reason I'm not is because David Johnson's not playing tonight. David Johnson is not playing tonight. Chase Edmonds been playing good football. Yeah, but man. he's been injured too. Edmonds has been playing good football, man. <laughs> Listen, the player that I, if you're gonna watch this game, the player to watch on Arizona's offense is got to be Larry Fitzgerald. He has the most touchdowns against any he's team. The is the forty? Man. Yeah, he's the ageless man. This man receives the football against the 49ers, and he finds a way to score. That's what Kyle Murray's gonna have to do. Kyle Murray's gonna have to get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald early in this game. Get it to him fast. Get it to him early. The problem is, is I don't know if the offensive line is going to hold up for Aaron, uh, Aaron, with Murray to get open down the field. Here's the deal with that, though. I agree. The offensive line isn't going to hold up, but what is Kyler Murray known for? <laughs> Kyler Murray can run all over the place. Yeah. I think that Arizona and just Kyler Murray's feet, him running around making Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes as type <laughs> plays, yeah. I think that's going to wear, wear and tear and give that offensive line some time to catch up physically. And I think that'll wear him down enough to where that offensive line can kind of take over. I have the I have the Forty ers winning twenty seven to twenty one tonight. Thirty eight, thirty one, Cardinals. Wow! All right, all right. Moving on to the noon game on Sunday. I we're doing the Vikings versus the Chiefs. It's at Arrowhead. The Chiefs have not won a home game all year. Will they do it this week? That changes Sunday. Patrick Mahomes or no Patrick Mahomes. Um. I know Minnesota is hot, but the level of the competition they're playing right now is not fantastic, and I cannot trust Kirk Cousins. I can't. He has seasons like this, or even spurts during a season where he looks fantastic. He looks great. Kirk Cousins is Alex Smith, and nobody realizes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Those. Five, I mean, he has so many yards passing and da 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 during the game, and his efficiency is so high because he's throwing five to ten yard dump routes mm-hmm. every play. Oh, and let's hand it off to Dalvin Cook 30 times a game, win the football game. Um, I think the Chiefs defense finally stops the run for once. Um, I think the Chiefs defense is gaining momentum. Um, and I, 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 Minnesota's defense is lackluster to me. Um, they're good up front. Xavier Rhodes isn't what he's supposed to be. I'm sure they're going to put Xavier Rhodes on Tyreek Hill. But Rhodes is not that Rhodes fast. Rhodes is not fat. Rhodes is about 6'1", 220. He's meant for the bigger physical receivers to beat him up at the line. Tyreek Hill is going to win that matchup all day long. I think the Chiefs win handily 31-14. Oh, wow, wow, wow. All right. Well, I am picking the Chiefs as well, and you guys can't say I'm biased. I didn't pick the Chiefs last week. I had the Packers beating the Chiefs, and I was correct on this. I have the Chiefs beating the Vikings. And I think I don't think Patrick Mahomes will be playing, but I think LaShawn McCoy, if he doesn't have the fumble Sunday night, we win, I believe we win the game. I don't know if we win the football game. I think that goes into overtime and Aaron Rodgers Eric does Aaron Rodgers in overtime. Um, we can probably nitpick at that Chiefs game a little bit yeah. later. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, so I think the Chiefs and Andy Reid's going to get Miko Hardman involved more. He had two catches for 55 yards and a touchdown last week. And they stopped giving it to him after he got the touchdown, and I didn't understand why. Um, I also think Travis Kelsey is going to get involved. He needs to step up a little more. He hasn't been playing himself the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He's been dropping some balls and stuff. I think he's going to have a big game. The Vikings can't cover tight ends that well. And also, I think Matt Moore is going to do Matt Moore again. What he, He's not going to start slow like he did last week. He's been in the system now for a good game and a half. And so it's going to finally set in for him. He's going to hit the targets in the first quarter. And then our defense. It's not about the run game to me in this game that we have to stop. 
they're going to put Dalvin Cook out like the Green Bay Packers did with Aaron Rod, Aaron Jones, I should say. And they're going to try to get him the ball in the air, and I think that's when we're going to have to stop him. I think we need to put Juan Thornhill on the running back if he ever goes out in motion. I, I agree with the Juan, Horn, Juan Thornhill fit theory, and I think Minnesota will try to do that. I don't think Dalvin Cook's capable of that. Here's why. Um, Dalvin Cook's a more of a heavier setback. He's always, even at Florida State in college, he's always been in strictly I-formation. You don't really see Dalvin Cook lining up wide at receiver. I think Minnesota will do that. I think they will try to expose that. But Dalvin Cook is a good pa- pass catcher just out of the backfield on little dump-offs and screens. I really haven't seen a lot out of Dalvin Cook to think, oh, Minnesota will line him up, but I don't think he's going to get enough route runner to get the job done out there. Yeah, but I have the score for this game being 34-24 Chiefs. 31-14 Chiefs. Yeah, you have 31-14, I have 34-24 Chiefs. So we both have the Chiefs. Let's move on to the 3 o'clock game. And let me tell you guys, there's not very many good games on at 3 o'clock this weekend. But I decided to pick the Detroit Lions versus the Oakland Raiders, both teams that are playing... I think above average than what people thought they would, especially the Raiders, I should say. The Lions, they're in a tough division. They started out hot, and they've started now to bring back down to earth. So who do you like in this game, and what do you think about this game? I like the Detroit Lions. I think it's going to be a really sloppy, turnover-happy football game. (laughs) I think this is a game where it's going to be so evenly matched that these teams look like what they thought we thought they were going to look like. But that uh, it's going to be a good enough game to where it's so even match that they're just going to look really, really sloppy. It's going to be one of those games. I think the Lions pull it out. I trust Matt Stafford or Matt Stafford over Derek Carr any day of the week. Um, I think Matt Stafford has a big day passing. I also think he let he'll throw it to the other team a couple times. Um, I got the Lions uh, 17-14. Wow, I have the Raiders winning this game, and here's why: I like Josh Jacobs a lot. That that running back they picked up from Alabama is really good. I also like Waller, their tight end, where they can line him up out wide or they can put him in at a regular tight end position. And I think the Detroit Lions are going to have Fitz trying to cover Waller. They had Fitz trying to cover Travis Kelsey. And Waller's not Kelsey by no means, but he's a little faster than Kelsey. And so I like the Raiders due to their offense. They can run the ball when it comes to the trenches over the Detroit Lions. And I think the Raiders will make one or two more key stops on defense. I like the Raiders 20-17 to 17 in this game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. It's okay. going to be a defensive-fought game. Moving on to the Sunday night game, where this is going to be not such a good game, I don't believe. It's the New England Patriots at the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you like? Oh, it's going to be game of the year for me because the Patriots are going to lose. Here's why. Here's why. Oh, boy. Here we go. Patriots fans, I have a letter for you. Dear Patriots fans, shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm tired of hearing about the Patriots. I'm tired of hearing what uh, what Tom Brady had for breakfast this morning on SportsCenter. Um, they haven't played anybody. They're, the teams that they are pl- played are combined 7-26. and 26. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Hollywood Brown, I think they absolutely wear that defense out. That defense has not played anybody this year. This is a totally different beast than I think. And I have the Ravens winning this game 24-14. Wow. All right. I have the Baltimore Ravens winning too. This is why I think it's not going to be a good game. Listen, I think the Ravens blow the Patriots out this week. 
I have the Patriots getting blown out this week because Lamar Jackson is one of the quarterbacks I don't think that Bill Belichick can account for with his defense. I think that Baltimore is at home. It's a Sunday night. That crowd's going to be ruckus. 8-0 Patriots are coming in town, the, the big beast. They're going to give the ball to Mark Ingram. They're going to get it to Mark Andrews, their tight end, who's really good. They're going to get it to Marquise Brown, obviously. Willie Sneed's still there. And I think the, the Ravens' defense with Earl Thomas will slow down uh, Mohamed Sanu and Julian Edelman, who's actually kind of banged up. And then Sonny Michelle is not going to have a really good game. I have the Ravens winning 38-17. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah, I have them winning 38-17. Wow. Yes. Huh. <laughs> I think it's going to be a little closer because I think, I think Julian Edelman is going to make some plays. Um, I think Mohamed Sanu, they'll have that gadget play in there that no one's expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get Mohamed Sanu a break into the team <laughs> touchdown. Here's your cookie. Here's your cookie. Um, but I think the Ravens win this football yeah. game. Well, while we're on the Patriots, they decided to release Josh Gordon today. They have officially released Josh I Gordon. I have seen that. Yes. What? They have officially released Josh Gordon. Why? Because they, they put him on IR, and then he's fully back to healthy, so they had to release him, and now he's on waiver wire. So that's another key piece. So now they're down another receiver, which they've been down for a while. But So moving on to the Monday night game. And, oh, my God, another horrible Monday night football game. You have the, the Dallas Cowboys headed to the New York Giants. Who do you like? Giants. You like the Giants? I like the Giants. Um, not because of Daniel Jones, but because of Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I don't. I Daniel don't. Jones will have a decent... I hate to keep bagging on Alex Smith, but Alex Smith-type-esque night, buck 50, 200 yards, two touchdowns, dink and dunk. Saquon Barkley is going to wear that defense out. You think so? Saquon Barkley is going to break that Cowboys defense. <laughs> um, and here's why. Aaron Jones had a monster game on the ground oh, yeah. the other night against the Packers about two or three weeks ago. And I think that Saquon Barkley will have just as good of a night, maybe even better, maybe a 200-yard performance against that Cowboys defense. I'm actually disagreeing with you on this one. I, I do have the Cowboys winning this game. It's not because of their defense. It's because the Giants' defense is worse than the Cowboys' defense. Uh, I think Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are just going to wear the Giants' defense down. And I think this game is honestly going to be just a keep-away game if mm-hmm. I'm the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, here, Ezekiel Elliott, have the ball 20, 20 to 30 times, run the ball, see where you go, and then they're going to hit you deep with Amari Cooper trying to go deep on a play action. With the Giants, you can run the ball, but who are you going to throw it to? Golden eh. Tate's starting to step up, and that's why I think Daniel Jones Daniel Jones have a decent night. The thing with Amari Cooper, though, the reason why I think the Cowboys' offense will struggle is that there's this guy named Janoris Jenkins. Huh, the one that the Chiefs should have gone after, huh? (laughs) He is a really, really underrated corner that will lock people up. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he'll have Amari Cooper locked up. Um, I haven't seen a lot from Cobb or any other. I mean, Michael Gallup, he'll show up every once in a while. Um, You never know what you're going to get from him. He's still... Not even 100% yet. Yeah. Nobody knows. Um, you have Jason th- Wynn, who's uh, old Wynn. and slow, but he's consistent, but that's about it. Yeah, and I think with Janoris Jenkins taking away Amari Cooper, um, the Giants can really focus focus on stopping the run. And what happens to Dak Prescott when the run gets stopped and Ezekiel doesn't get going? 
what happened to him during the Saints game, what's happened in other occasions. He plays like complete crap. Yeah. So, I got the Giants 21-14. I, see, I just trust Dak Prescott under the pressure more than Daniel Jones just because Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over as much as Daniel Jones. And I know Daniel Jones is a rookie, so he's going to learn from his, his season this year. And he'll probably be better next year. But I just got I trust Dak right now more than Daniel Jones. And I have the Cowboys winning 24-20. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to some college football. Your man, his, my man Seth wants, he's a huge LSU fan, but we're going to talk about LSU in a couple minutes. Like let's that. talk... Right now, the big game of the week. You have the number eight Georgia Bulldogs headed into the swamp to play the number six Florida Gators. Who do you like? I like the Florida Gators. <sighs> I like Good the, answer. Good I answer. I like the Florida Gators. Here's why. Jake Fromm is Dak Prescott. <laughs> His running game take, gets taken away. He can't throw the football. Um, I really don't think that Jake Fromm is a guy that can take over a football game. He's a really game manager type S type of guy. He has the potential to take over a game, but that genes is not in his body yet. He hasn't shown it yet. And um, I think that the Florida Gators defense, that defense is treacherous. I know LSU made it look really sloppy the other night, but I think Florida's defense shuts down DeAndre Swift. I think Kyle Trask and Van Jefferson and that Florida offense make the plays they need to. Really, really defensive football game. I got the Bulldogs 17-14. I mean, the Gators 17-14. <laughs> Almost every SEC game is a, a defensive game. And let me tell you something. Georgia is an old LSU team. They run the ball first and second down, and then they have to throw the football, and that's when they get into trouble. They, I'm so sorry, Georgia fans. Georgia, I know it feels. It's, it's so sad to see. You run the ball two or three times. You try to get the first down. If you don't, then you have to put the ball in Jake Fromm's hands. And it showed in the South Carolina game, he's very inconsistent when it comes to making big-time throws. And as much as I love their kicker Blankenship, it's not going to come down to a field goal for you, but you can't redeem yourself in this game. I like Florida. I liked him to win. 27 to 17 over Georgia. I just give them a. I think the swamp's going to be big and loud again. It's another big game. It's a top 10 game. I like Florida. I like Trask. He's been stepping up lately. He's been into his fourth game now. It's going to be really good. And Georgia, after this week, will be finally eliminated from even thinking about making the playoffs this year. Uh, let's move on to a game that's around us. It's I'm not big on these fan these two teams, but uh, we'll talk about them. It's the Sunflower game. You got number twenty two K State versus oh, Kansas. They're both coming it's off got some big. Hype this year. It's got it's got hype because they just came off both big wins. Who do you like in this game? I like the Kansas Jayhawks. What? No, you did not. Oh my god. I like the Kansas, I like the Kansas Jayhawks. Here's why. Oh god. Last week, um, K State couldn't take away. The running quarterback and the scrambling ability of Jalen Hurts. They got some big sacks and some big moments, but that's when Jalen Hurts scrambled around for 30 minutes. Um, I think that K-State is going to be riding too high on cloud nine, um, much like the 49ers, as I mentioned to yeah. you earlier. Um, I think that Carter Stanley makes plays, but I think... Uh, K-State's defense hasn't seen a true running back in a beast like Puka Williams is. <laughs> Puka Williams is an absolute stud. Look for him to be a Heisman contender next year. I really think, I think Les Miles is going to have his defense ready to go. 
I think Les Miles and the Jayhawks win 34-31. Wow. 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 I cannot believe you just said that. Um, I don't like Kansas in this game. I, like, I love K-State in this game. Listen, fans for Kansas are riding on cloud nine right now. I think they're riding more than K-State is just due to the, them beating Texas Tech. And let's be real. They should have been in going to overtime, and you don't know what's going to happen in overtime. But a wild play after a blocked field goal and a lateral after the blocked field goal, turn that game around, and you get to kick the field goal again, and he makes it. I think Kansas is riding a little too high. They're ready for this game. I think that's what's going to bring them down just a little bit because they know it's K-State, and now K-State's ranked. Uh, I like K-State a lot just because I do like their defense. Jalen Hurts ran around a lot, but Jalen Hurts is going to run around a lot and against a, diff- a lot of teams. He did that against yeah. Kansas. Yeah. I think the other key difference, though, for KU is what is Texas Tech's offense built off of? Throwing the football, mm-hmm. right? It's always been around throwing. What is Kansas State's offense built of? Throwing the football? No. What? Kansas State ran the football for over 200 Well, that's because they were running the football so they keep Jalen Hurts off the field. Exactly, but Kansas State, I don't trust Skylar Thompson to throw the football. I really don't. Uh, K-State's really leaned on the run a lot in football games this year. Not because they want to, but just the way the game flows. Well, I'm not saying Um, K-State, they don't run the ball that well. They run the ball good, but Puka Williams is a better running back than any of K-State's running backs or quarterbacks. I want to go back to the Boston College upset the KU. Okay, yeah. Boston College is a strictly, like, old-fashioned... SC, old SEC type, not they're not in the SEC, but the SEC used to be line up uh-huh. and pound down people's Yeah, That's what Boston College offense reminds me of. KU shut that run defense down. Yeah. Les Miles defenses are strictly and rhetorically known for shutting down the run. I think that KU shuts down K-State's run. I think they take away Skylar Thompson's legs ability. And I think that Carter Stanley beats out Skylar Thompson in a duel. Wow, I think K- I think KU wins this football. Game. Okay, I think KU makes a bowl this year. Wow, I think KU bold makes a bowl statement. This year. Listen, I don't like honestly. KU, but I think KU makes a bowl. This honestly, year. I think the win hurts Kansas a little more than if they would have lost to Texas Tech, because then the fa- they would have been a little down, and then they wanted to build up and go after K State for a revenge tour since they lost to Texas Tech. But here's the thing: if this next year this game. I'm giving it to Kansas next year full-heartedly because Kansas is going to be a great team next year, I think. Not a great team, but they're going to be great compared to what they have They're going to be an 8-1 football team yeah. this year with their class AF coming. Yeah. So I like K-State. I'll give it 31-27. It's going to be a close game. It's a Sunflower Showdown. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be hard fought. Puka Williams scores late. Where's K-State defense? That's oh. KU wins 34-31. Okay. We'll see what happens. Let's move on to talking about your team, the LSU Tigers. Oh, man. What are you feeling right now? Like I'm in a dream. Oh, boy. Our offense is averaging almost 600 yards a game. I sat through 13 years, 13 years, when I finally started to understand the game of football. 13 years of depression of watching LSU just line up and run and run. And run and run and run and run and run and run <laughs> and play defense and put up 21, 28 points a game. We're out of the Stone Age. We are here. 
We are putting up big numbers. We have the best wide receiver trio in the country. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow will win Heisman this year. Yep. He is the I don't understand why people still have Jalen Hurts in front of him. Joe Burrow is more battle tested. He has better numbers. Um I I but I'm living in a dream, man. I don't want to jinx it. Here, here's here's dream. here's the thing. I think this bye week helps LSU tremendously. Because if they would have had to play an opponent, let's say Arkansas or a Vanderbilt this week, which they've already played, they would have probably been overlooking Alabama, to Alabama, I should say, and then they could have slipped up easily. With the bye week, they get the mindset right. They're like, okay, we get Alabama. Tua Talawaga is going to be still probably, he's going to be injured, but he's obviously going to play. He's going to be a little banged up. So that's going to help LSU's defense out tremendously because he won't be as mobile. He'll be like a Patrick Mahomes this year when he sprained his ankle. And listen, LSU, Joe Burrow, will solidify his Heisman win after beating Alabama in two weeks. Jalen Hurts has lost a game. He has inconsistent numbers over the season with his running and passing games. And I like Joe Burrow to win the Heisman because he has played a much harder schedule and he showed up in all those games, and including against Alabama in two weeks. I love that you're finally talking good about LSU <laughs> on the old podcast. You're always bashing on him. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I agree with the, what you said on the bye week. I think Coach O, if we would have been playing a team this week, I don't think Coach O would let us let LSU overlook the team that they were playing that week. They could have just as easily looked over Auburn this week, last week, and they came out of that football game. And I like that LSU played a good game against Auburn. A lot of people are sketchy about it. We still put up 500 yards worth of offense. We ran the football fantastic, which we haven't been able to do against Alabama. Auburn's defense is better than Alabama. I like that we can run the football. Obviously, everybody knows we can throw it. And the, the I'm still not... I don't like talking about... Because it's been eight dreadful years since we have beaten Nick Saban in Alabama... We've always had a bye week before the Bama game. As much as I'd like to think it's going to help, which I do think it's going to help, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact as far as helping them because they've always had a bye week and they've still always <laughs> lost eight years in a row. Um, but I want to hear your take on the game. So give me a breakdown of what you think this game's going to be like. This game against Alabama and LSU. Yeah. Alabama's going to run the football, I feel like. Alabama's going to try to run the football just due to Tua being a little hurt and banged up. And then they're going to be like, well, we got to keep Joel Burrow off the field. He's been playing tremendously in these big games. Um, I also believe that Joe Burrow is going to put up at least 250 in the, the passing game. And then you're going to run the football at him. You're going to run the football at Alabama, and then they're going to try to stop it, and then they're going to bring – you're going to run the ball at the beginning, and that's when you're going to finally hit them with the play-action fake. And that's when you always get someone is when you throw it deep with LSU's team. Their defense, their LSU's defense is skeptical at sometimes, but I can trust them, especially when it's a banged up Tua. It feels a fully Tua. I wouldn't have as much confidence as I do right now with it, but I just believe in LSU right now. They're so high. Their their strength of schedule to this point has been so much tougher than what Alabama has faced. Um, so you have LSU winning the game. I have LSU winning. What's, I have your, the, what's your score prediction? Oh boy, I'll go twenty-seven twenty-one. You want to hear my take? Yeah. 
Are you wanting your take? You don't have to put your take if you think it's going to be jinxed if you're that kind of person. It's our year, baby. It's, it's your year. year. I think we're going to Tuscaloosa and win the football game, and here is why. Alabama has not played. It's like New England. Like, cookie, cookie here, <laughs> cookie there. Oh, uh, you played Southern Miss here. Oh, uh, you played Arkansas there. Well, you played South Carolina. Congrats. You played South Carolina here. Here's another D2 team at the beginning of the year. They haven't played the Beast of LSU. As far as the offensive side of the football goes, I think at the top, these, this is going to be a battle of receivers. Yeah. I think both receiving cores are going to be salty. All of them think, both sides think they're the best receiving core in the country. The difference, though, is, is that LSU's defense in the back seven, <laughs> DBU, Derek Stingley versus Jerry Judy is going to be a tremendous a matchup. matchup for the ages on the outside. Derek Stingley is the best freshman in the country. I think he's the best defensive back in the country, hands down. Um, I think he'll have Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy will break through a little bit. I think Stingley's going to come out a little bit nervous, a little bit this, <laughs> a little bit that. He's going to have some jitters. I think as the game wears on, I think Alabama's going to get a big player too, a big score or two out of Jerry Judy. I do. I think Jerry Judy is going to beat Derek Stingley. And then I think the scoring stops. <laughs> I think Stanley starts to figure out Jerry Judy. I think he locks him down. Fulton's got Henry Ruggs covered. Vincent's got um, Devontae Smith covered. Yeah. And Grant Delpit's going to take away that fourth or fifth receiver that Alabama can conveniently rotate in. But Grant Delpit should be in the Heisman category. Grant Delpit is a top five draft pick. Please don't leave next year, Grant. Please don't leave. <laughs> Um, he's a, he's the best safety in the country. He's probably one of the best players in the country. I think that Grant Delpit being able to take away that fourth or fifth option from Tua really, really hurts Alabama. Um, I think that LSU's defensive line played tremendously well. They held Auburn to under 100 yards rushing. Auburn's a primarily run football team. They made Bo Nix look like complete crap. Um, <laughs> a true freshman is what Bo Nix is, and that's what he looked like. <laughs> And then on the other side, I think that Alabama does not have the weapons on the defensive secondary. They don't have the pass rush. I think that LSU is going to come out and really, I think LSU is going to come out throwing shots. They're going to throw punches. They haven't won in eight years. It's in Tuscaloosa. Um, I think that Joe Burrow is going to have three touchdowns by the first half is over. Oh, yeah. But the guy... As much as I love Jamar Chase, I love Jay Jets, Justin Jefferson, and I love Terrace Marshall. They're going to get their touches, and they're going to make their plays. There's a young man by the name of Thaddeus Moss that plays tight end for a football team. And he is underlooked, and he is one of the best tight ends in football. I think he has a tremendous game. I think that Alabama does not have that safety like Delpit does to lock down Thaddeus Moss. Um... I think LSU wins this game 42-28. Wow. I think wow. LSU wins this game 42-28. So you think it's going to be like a shootout? Burrow has 350 yards wow. passing, three touchdowns in the first half. I think he'll end up with four or five by the game's over. I think LSU runs the football really well in this game. Dang. So you're going high. I'm going to like in the medium. I have. I think it's going to be a shootout because I think eventually Auburn – I think Alabama's going to score fast. I think the second half, I think it's going to be a lot like the LSU-Florida game. Okay. LSU-Florida was locked up at halftime, all tied up. They were throwing punches back and forth. Yeah. 
I think LSU pulls away Okay. in the second half. All right. I think they establish their dominance and really run the football to end the game in the second half. Well, we both have LSU winning the game, and so it's going to be a great game in two weeks. And I hate these people that are college football fans saying that college game day is not going to be at this game. Y'all are crazy. They're going to be at the game. Why do you ex- Why do you think they haven't gone to the two top two games in the SEC the last two weeks is because they're preparing for this game. They didn't want to go to three SEC games back to back to back. They're waiting for this game next week when it's at Tuscaloosa, LSU, Alabama. They're going at it. Whoever wins will most likely be the team in the SEC championship game for the West and probably going to be in the playoffs for the team. So that is our show. Uh, I want to give a huge thank you to Seth Wansing for thank being you on the show. Thank man. I appreciate it. I also want to hear your guys' feedback on how you like having special guests on my episodes. I'm hoping to get more people on my show, and we'll see how that goes. But leave a comment and subscribe to my channel and see what happens, and we'll bring more people on if you guys like it. But, but from now on, until then, I'm out. Peace.